Let's let's go down to George on the field in Fiji. George, how, how's Bruce looking down there? Fuck you. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I forgot how excited I, I forgot how excited I was to talk about this. Fuck you, dude. This is sick. All right, yeah, I'm ready. The only person taking up our screen is Jeff Prost. As soon as she started taking her pants off to help with the leverage, we knew that something was going on. But at least she was uh, at least she was having fun with it. That's the only thing I'll say. Yeah, that seems unfair, but I'll accept it because that's the rules of the pot. And we're back. Voting in the majority coming at you. Episode three, Sunday night after a really exciting premiere of the new season 44 of Survivor. We're going to break that down for you today. But first, uh, I'm excited to be here tonight, as always, with uh, Michael Gutierrez and Bryce Mulder. Uh, gentlemen, uh, how are you doing today? Doing well. Um, absolutely did nothing this weekend except for mull over what I was going to say on this podcast. So consider it um, a successful one. Wow. Bryce, how are we feeling? I'm feeling all right. Um, spent the last six hours at a car dealership. But other than that, I'm feeling amazing. I'm, I'm excited to talk Survivor. That's That's all I'm worried about now. A lot of people say car dealerships are the best place to spend a Sunday. Um, couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, we're excited <laughs> to talk Survivor. It, it was a crazy uh, premiere, uh, a premiere of firsts, as uh, Bryce was saying before we hopped on the pod. Um, we had the earliest med medical evacuation uh, in a season ever, along with the most medical team visits in an episode ever. Uh, we had the first ever successful shot in the dark. Uh, I think it's officially like one for 12, one for 11, it feels like. Somewhere the in odds that are eight. terrible. It's no good. Yeah, supposed to be one in six. but um, And then we had the first ever first episode successful idol play um, uh, based out of the first ever birdcage idol find. So there's another first. Um, it, it was just a great episode, a lot of fun. Um, we're going to kind of walk through the, the highlights, uh, glance over a few things that aren't as important because it really was so action packed. But uh, Bryce, where are we starting uh, with the episode breakdown? Um, we we're starting with just the entrance. Everyone get into the island. Uh, they hop right into a challenge. But, you know, I love I love seeing Jeff Probst there. Everyone seemed excited. Um, yeah. What are you guys thinking about that? That first entrance and entrance. Is there anything that stood out to you? Um, do they always have just three people speaking on the mat? I, that was the one thing I was curious about is um, A, that, and then curious how many people they interview on the mat during uh, like during it, but don't air. I've heard Tyson say it's everybody. Everyone gets oh. asked questions. Oh. And then same thing at tribal council. Like tribal councils are often three or four hours and we only see like 10 minutes of it because they're asking everyone so many questions because all we see is, you know, uh so jeff say hey brandon are you feeling at all threatened tonight at tonight's tribal council when brandon gets votes on him and we see that in the edit but they're not going to show us the other 30 questions they ask brandon trying to get him to the right answer there, there's just a lot that goes on that we don't see so i think they probably asked everyone questions and i think they probably just picked the three most interesting or entertaining so then that brings me to my next question if it is the most entertaining or whatever do they also consider the edit in terms of, I believe it's the last three seasons, the winner had been asked a question on the mat the first day. So I'm yeah. wondering if they consider that. 
we have a survivor historian on call uh, for the podcast and uh, Joey Hewitt informed us that uh, I think exactly what you said, Bryce, the last three winners have all been shown in the first five minutes of the uh, first episode on the mat talking about the season. So I don't remember who it was this episode. It'll be interesting to see uh, if that holds true. I think it was Franny, Matthew, and Jam Jam. Jam Jam, correct. Or Yam Yam. Yam Yam. Yam Yam. Yamil. It's Yam Yam. It's like he said like Jam Jam, and then Jeff repeated back to him Yam Yam. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay, Um, cool. So I'm not sure which one it is, but. Yeah, I don't remember much from the opening statements, though, to be honest. They talked about how they're already a family. That was kind of interesting, I guess. But Well, I have a comment on that because they they were like very, very, very excited and very eager. And I felt like everyone was very grateful and authentic about like how they were feeling on the mat. And like that just is something that we never used to see, I don't think. Like mm-hmm. we saw like maybe one out of three, but people were like, all right, like we're playing the game. Like, here we go. And... I think like Rob, Russell, Tony, Sandra, like all of them are like thinking already about what they're going to do. And then I think we'll see later in the episode that that kind of causes some of these players to play like a little bit like recklessly in like a weird way, I think. Mm-hmm. I, one thing I don't want to bring up the, the Jeff Probst's new podcast very much, but one thing he did talk about was how they're not supposed to talk to each other in the hotel before. But a lot of the players, you know, take notes, are observing, are writing stuff down. So I'm wondering how much of that is taking place before. Because, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm sizing up my competition and seeing who's good necessarily on the mat anymore. But I'm wondering if they've already experienced that. And they're just like, I'm just psyched to be here with COVID and everything else that's happened. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they're all Survivor super fans. They're just genuinely exactly. incredibly excited to be there. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> should we talk this first challenge? It's yeah, kind of a interesting one yeah um michael and i had the same reaction to it it was funny because michael and i were texting a little bit during that episode and he texted me something that i had typed out and it was about bruce (laughs) bruce diving head first under both of the poles dude the first one harv did you have a look at the first one and how close he was to clipping it he was being so aggressive with his angles like he needed to give himself a little bit of room seriously i almost stood up on my chair in the first one and then the second one was survivor was showing off those 4k cameras <laughs> they were flexing on us with that survivor episodes win like emmys or whatever for like best episode of reality tv is because of stuff like that like they mm. put a lot of effort into the dramatics of it and like making it seem so intentional it was he was gushing blood like it was a oh. river flowing out of there it was crazy Dude. It was really bad. And Jeff was um, like, there was no way to see it until after he had already finished. And yeah. I just, he was in tough shape. Oh, I found yeah. soul. Yeah. All right. Real question. How much time do you think he saved trying to dive head first? If granted, he missed the second one and he actually made the angle. Like how much time did would he have actually saved in that scenario? Yeah, I think you could even say that he's losing time because of the angle that he's going down in yeah. the mud at. Like it was he's just getting a face full of mud if, even if he gets it successfully. Mm-hmm. I don't there's remember who a... it was. So one of the players was like, I can't see anything and there's mud in my eye. I don't know who it was, but I thought that was hilarious. That's the point. 
as uh as kevin malone would say small time make big time <laughs> there you yeah. go there you um, go so bruce gets hurt stands up you know finishes his thing comes back and then kind of tries to clean himself up but eventually just kind of falls over jeff stops the whole challenge and i it's been a common theme for us the last couple seasons and we're probably going to talk about it more than just right now bruce is in pain there is a challenge going on the only person taking up our screen is jeff probst he is the center of attention. He is talking, directing traffic, making sure the viewer knows what's going on. Bruce gets, you know, cleaned up. He's all good. He stands up. Jeff stares at the camera, shakes the guy's hand and says, that's why we wanted you back, Bruce. We wanted that smile. <laughs> and then says, Bruce, you get to say, ready, go. Bruce goes, all right, ready, go. And then <laughs> the, the, the challenge resumes again. Jeff, man, I, I, Jeff, man, just, I love him. We love him. Everyone loves him. He's Jeff. He's Survivor. Like, it's one and the same. You can't have Survivor without Jeff. But, man, Survivor is becoming more and more Jeff. And, like, we're all there to watch Survivor. And Jeff is a part of Survivor, but it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I'd agree. It's it's one of those weird scenarios where it's like a, a double-edged sword. Like, something has to fill that time. Like, if they just show Bruce on the floor... And um, just show him bleeding or unconscious or whatever. Like, I don't know. Do you have a solution or what What would you rather see in that scenario? I know obviously with Jeff talking afterwards and everything, but like during the injury time, I don't yeah. know if there's something to show. I think we need something just to like, oh, hey, he's not dying. Like we're, we're, there, there's some communication that happens, but like, oftentimes I'm thinking about sports survivor challenges get compared to sports a lot. Like if there's Mm. a bad injury in a sports play, the announcers kind of like let the weight of the moment kind of sink in a little bit and like step out of the way. And then they'll start talking about the game or something and like change it up a little bit, but it's not the exact same. I would just love Jeff to like be like, slow it down a little bit, let it happen. And then it's really what happened after that. I don't want, I don't want him like Mm -hmm. being all dramatic and magnanimous about it. Like just, Let's move on, get back to the challenge. Well, well, and what the other thing that they could do is they could just like not show, they could just show us when he goes down and then essentially cut to commercial, but they can just edit it to be like the very next moment when yeah. we know he's okay or we know they're okay and they're going back in. Like we're acting like we have to be seeing it as it's happening and like we just don't. Like mm-hmm. we just kind of skip to the end, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to skip to a different part of the challenge real quick mm-hmm. and talk about Carolyn and yes, the please. worst performance of yes, all time. Please. Hey, no, there have been worse performances. All right. <laughs> that was as soon as she started taking her pants off to help with the leverage, we knew that something was going on. Um, she, uh, she I can't believe they let so her keep time. going. Why, Why can't they yeah, her keep going? Why can't they sub her out? That was ridiculous. Yeah, if if they sub her out, then they would have to bring Bruce in to be the other person to toss the, the, the <laughs> thing. So they were in a tough spot. That is a problem. Um, it really wasn't that complicated. Like you definitely needed some arm strength, but I feel like those poles weren't high enough that, that like you couldn't get them up, up there if you were weak. Like she was just, the technique was awful and just wasn't put in any effort. She was too focused on the power. Like you just can't let it hit the pole. It just has to yeah. go up high enough where it doesn't hit the pole. Right. And so she's just too focused on like 
keeping it or getting it all the way up there. And I was like, she has enough strength. Everyone on Survivor has enough strength to do that challenge. So, especially early on when you're not, you're not that weak yet. Totally. Oh, but then she ends it with, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> hey, she probably was tired. You know what? You guys are absolutely trashing someone. Uh, Caroline, uh, for the listeners that do not know, uh, from Hugo, Minnesota, just the northwestern tip of Stillwater, um, just doesn't seem to be fitting in super well to start. Um, but at least she was, uh, at least she was having fun with it. That's the only thing I'll say. Oh, she was having a blast she was out there. Having a blast. And last thing I want to say about her um i'm looking at the tribe division here on inside survivor and she's looking great in that picture nothing like <laughs> she's looking out there on the islands <laughs> but let's go to sway versus savvy so we've seen this put in a couple times in survivor so far a little different iteration on it where the two losing tribes they both got sweat versus savvy but they didn't get to choose just the tribe that came in second got to choose sweat versus savvy so I believe we were looking at the Ratu tribe. They had the decision whether to give um, Tika the sweat or the savvy, and they chose to take the sweat and give the savvy to the tribe that's arguably the weakest and just lost their strongest player physically. So kind of a weird decision. Um, what do you guys think of that? Um, I think that... You're exactly right. And they mentioned that. They said, I don't think they'd be able to do sweat. Like they said that in the episode. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, I think it came about like kind of self-preservation. Like they just, they didn't have as, as much confidence in doing savvy. So they were like, regardless of what's worse for them, like we need to do what's good for us right now. Mm -hmm. um, and with, I feel like those two were good. Uh, Matthew and Brandon mm -hmm. were good candidates for the sweat. Um, and in my notes here, I have, uh, what did I say? I said, uh, it has to be the sweat, right? Or am I tripping? So I was tripping. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess that makes sense, but I'm thinking like, if you're, well, here's the problem, right? Uh, Jamie and Kane, they just don't, they don't want to make a, a false step early. Like, they don't want to put themselves out there so far. I don't know if you guys are getting the same vibe, but I feel like they're just not wanting to be the ones like, oh, I'll take the savvy one. Let's make it easy and we can do this. But they're just like, keep me away from anything that's dangerous right now. So, but who who's to say that like Brandon and uh, Matthew wouldn't have been the savvy roles? Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm, I'm saying. But I'm like, if saying, Brandon, I'm and... just, I'm just saying. <laughs> absolutely. If, but if Brandon and Matthew are like, no, I, I want to do sweat. I can't do savvy. Then why was it not Jamie and Kane who are like, oh, I'll do savvy. It could have been Lauren and Maddie. Like I'm pretty sure all of them could have counted how many freaking lines are on a circle. So that well, and what I liked about it this time was in, in the past, it's been savvy. Everyone on the tribe could do it. I'm pretty sure. And now mm -hmm. this is the first time they've eliminated to two people. Two. And I think that this added stress of, as opposed to like it being a collective tribe failure or success, like the added stress, similarly to how it's on sweat, probably influenced mm. their decision. If mm -hmm. I'm out there and I'm probably going to be one of the bigger guys on my tribe, there's a 0% chance I'm doing sweat. I'm just not going to let it happen. Like, I feel like it puts you at such a big disadvantage, even though it's technically safer because you're 90% going to get it. Like, 
you're away from the tribe the entire time. You're going to be super exhausted when you come back. They're not going to appreciate mm-hmm. you for like the big sacrifice you made. Like it just puts you in a bad position. They're off finding the bird cage and like doing whatever while you're out here on the beach all by yourself. Like I would try my hardest to get the tribe to pick savvy. If I'm sure if you like lean the tribe in that direction, someone would volunteer for it eventually. And if not, like, I guess I, I would just take it on and like hope for the best. It's not the end of the world. If you don't get the flint and stuff, it's not good, but it's not the end of the world. So I think I would try not to do. Swift. Yeah. I just don't, I think it really disadvantages you. And then so, when you factor in how weak the other tribe was, that makes it a mistake. I think. That's a good point. Real quick. Just if in 15 seconds, they're like, all right, guys, we want to do sweat. Uh, Andrew, are you down to do, like, would you do it for us? Like you're you, the rest of us are super weak. Like we can't do it. Can you do it for us? I, and so that's what I'm saying. You guys aren't down to do sweat then. Like you're down for like, me to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I would try, so I would, would you, to- you'd, you'd say that on survivor day one. I wouldn't say it that bluntly, but I would, I would try to resist it. Absolutely. Uh, I think. I think you're getting at the point that Carson was talking about with the savvy. Like Carson didn't want to show like his, how smart he was necessarily. He was trying to be like, Oh, like if they volunteer me to do savvy, like I'll do it and I'll probably get it right. But I don't want to be that person. So like, you don't want to put yourself out there, but you do want to do it for the tribe. I would try to speak up before someone says we're, Oh, let's do sweat. Andrew, you're doing sweat. I would try to speak up and be like, yeah, I think savvy is better. Like just Hmm. from the jump to get it going in that direction. Well, and the thing with Carson is, and is he's afraid of getting a target on his back because he's good at puzzles. Like, I don't think that that um, target's been put on anyone's back ever. No, but like, well, I think if someone, if he came out and said, I work for NASA, I think that <laughs> some people are going to be like, you know, I don't want to get the genius against people me. People always make things up and are like, someone's going to target me for this. People, lawyers are always like, I don't want anyone to know I'm a lawyer because they'll want me out first. It's like, no, no, people want people out for any reason. Like, it's not just because of what you do or whatever. Yeah. Well, then I guess my question also for Michael is, like, do you think Brandon is getting targeted because he's an NFL player and he's big? Or do you think after he does the sweat challenge, he gets targeted more because of that? Or Yeah, I think that it traditionally can put a target on your back specifically in pre-modern survivor where strength was overvalued. And I think that's a conception that people have today. Um, I do think he's probably getting targeted despite of the fact that he's big though. Fair. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously we saw in the rest of the episode, he had a ton of reasons why he should be targeted. Um, I mean, even he if also, I think some he, are unfair. Well, I mean, he, he, um, couldn't finish the immunity challenge like you could argue that that is is partially on him that he couldn't finish the immune finish the immunity challenge because he took the sweat challenge or it's on him because of why oh i'm saying it's on him for not being able to make it oh well like, okay but here let's take this they do the sweat challenge and they put carolyn and helen up and they say, Carolyn and Helen, you guys go out there. And, oh, that's Tika Tribe. Wrong side. But whoever it is on there, if they have Maddie Jamie and, and... Yeah, there we go. If they have two of them go, like, and then they pass out at the next challenge, is that their fault? That they are exhausted and they have heat stroke? I mean, I would say that, like, it's not anyone else's fault. Like... Oh, <laughs> I guess so. 
Like, but then, like, yeah, that just goes back to Hart's point, though. I think is like, don't put yourself out there. There's no not as much reward for getting it as you're throwing yourself under the bus in a lot of ways. So, but one last thing on Sweat versus Savvy, there was probably a hundred, maybe more coconuts out there, and they had four hours. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how Survivor had the right, exact, perfect number of coconuts to take the entire four hours. Like they went down to the last thirty seconds of that. Uh, it was incredible. That was that was really impressive. Yeah, the the testing, retesting over and over and over. Um, so we're gonna go to the bird cage. Do we, are we calling it a bird cage? What is it? What is it exactly? A bird cage? Yeah. It's. I, yeah, I was trying to come up with something that would be like a zag to the bird cage, and I couldn't. So I think we have to stick with bird cage. A zag to their zig. I like it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm gonna come out and say this is my favorite way they've hidden the idol ever. I think it is absolutely incredible i think it's the perfect thing to do in modern survivor obviously it might take some adjustments and they might tweak it in the future but like let's talk about how these different tribes attacked it because i think there was a lot of different ways that people looked at the birdcage and thought about it okay tribe individual do we talk about it now do we talk about it later like you know what are we what are we thinking i loved it i thought it was super fun exactly what you said there's so many ways to to play it the the way we saw was tough because Brandon found McKee with someone right next to him. So he didn't really have much of a choice, but to share it with them. And then he did have a choice to share it with the rest of the tribe, but that was just kind of weird and awkward. I, I, I like it just for all the decisions it makes the people think about and, and have to execute on and it just adds strategy to it. It's, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think that my hope is that it is just an initial immunity idol play. And then once this is played and the second one goes into cycle, they take the birdcage away. And I hope it's just regular immunity. I think that mm. it's like a really, really good way to get the first episode going really quickly. Like yeah. you avoid one tribe that just does all formalities for day one. Like you avoid all this stuff and you're just right into the game. So I really yeah. think that's a good part of it, but I'd, I don't know if I love it to be all of the immunity idols moving forward for this season. Okay. okay, but what about this? Hear me out. We're down to the final eight, right? Yep. And they come back from a reward. There was two people on the reward. There are six people at camp. And the birdcage is empty. Imagine that next tribal council where somebody has an idol, but you don't know who the idol is. Dude, and then this particular idol, the fact that it's a real idol and a fake idol built in, that's mm-hmm. you can do so many things with that. Okay, can you though? Because the because the 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 paper slip says that the orange idol is fake. Yeah, but, but no, if you find it by yourself, no one else is going to know that. Mm-hmm. So the but then there's not a slip to put there's not a slip i don't think that you can that is like says this is an immunity idol without mentioning the fake orange one but if you put it in the bag like if you just put the idol in the bag the fake idol in the bag and don't put a slip or anything and just hand it to somebody i mean you could they're not gonna gonna be like wait where's the slip saying this is an idol there's like oh shit you gave me an idol hell yeah oh so if he's like gifting it or something yeah okay yep one possibility i thought of i don't know how well it would work in practice but what if he played it and was like, this is the idol I found at the birdcage. And Jeff goes, this isn't a, a real idol. And everyone's like, oh shit, they put a fake idol. That's crazy. And Brandon acts like he didn't know. And then he he has an idol and he doesn't have the threat of having an idol. 
so he keeps it a secret. It would be really hard to execute, and it would take some acting, but it could be fun. Yeah. Well, and you go, Michael. Well, we'll just like we'll get. To, I think we should get this to see this play out two more times. Like, hopefully, we so. should. We should get it played out. Sorry, I can't speak right now. But yes, we should see it a couple more times theoretically. But here's my problem: is if they do tribe swap. Somebody from the Ratu tribe now is going to know that there's a fake idol. You see what I'm saying? Like the fake idol is most lethal when nobody knows there's a fake idol. Yep. So I'm just worried about us tribe swapping in two, three episodes and the fake idol is null and void and they just threw it in there for no reason. Have we tribe swapped recently? In last season, didn't they tribe swap? Yeah, they do. They tried... I think they did. It's a tribe swap and then emerge. Almost, it's you... pretty. Pretty regular, I'm pretty sure. Can okay. we pull up? Can can our producers pull up Survivor Wiki for us and see if we can find anything on that? Yeah, we'll get someone on that. We'll get someone on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I just um, texted Joey. Joey's Joey's taking care of it. Love it. I want to discuss Michael's thoughts here because Harv, you mentioned Brandon finding the idol when you mentioned him having Maddie right there. Fuck My, you, Michael, no, and I I'm got not, in an <laughs> argument about this i am on the total opposite side of michael and i was on the, <laughs> the fuck maddie train because i forgot how excited I, I forgot how excited i was to talk about this fuck you dude this is sick all right yeah i'm ready so michael like let's talk about it maddie was like pissed that brandon wouldn't tell her that he had the idol or he had the key sorry she was not pissed okay whatever you tell your version i'll tell mine Maddie wanted Brandon to tell her about the key. And then when he's like, okay, here's the key. Let's go show it to the rest of the group. She said, she said, no, let's, let's think about it a second. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to be loyal to the group. Now he's public enemy. Number one. I just don't like it. That's my, that's, that's just, that's just my opinion on it. I don't know. Okay. The big, the important thing here is what would any rational human being do? You see someone, if you're Maddie, you see him put something in his pocket in the middle of the jungle. Everyone's looking for the idol. Mm-hmm. You then hear him say, oh, I wonder if anyone's found it. Oh, gee, I wonder. And she is like, I see it in this motherfucker's pocket. But what did she say specifically? My version. My version. All right. It's my version. Yeah. No. What was your question? Sorry. <laughs> my question was what specifically did she say because i believe we can quote it oh didn't she say it looks like he put something in his pocket and i don't know she why he would said, do that. she oh, said and... to him no 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 no. you're jumping ahead that's the next point in the story okay okay she what says say? she, she identifies this thing in the pocket and then she says out loud and then she says out loud i would think it's for the group so if someone found it they would tell us Knowing that he already broke what she said, he was already contradicting what she said everyone would do. Okay. To try yeah. and get him to tell her. Mm-hmm. Because she sees it. She needs like she needs to know. Like she he needs to tell her in her head. Okay. Okay. Yep. Are, is that your story? Or do you if have you another? have the leverage on someone like that? Why wouldn't you want them to tell you so you can use it with them? As yeah, opposed no. to just knowing. Well, yeah, you would want to use it with them. But my problem is that she said that she said 
oh no it's a group thing and then she's like no but it's not a group thing once he told her and then now it's now he's public enemy or he doesn't want to work with me because he he set did what she wanted to, the whole group to do i don't get that dude it's because oh my gosh no it's because she had to say to him what she needed to say in order to get him to show the idol boom he showed the he showed he showed the idol or the key mm -hmm. now the situation has changed <laughs> okay now the situation has changed it's, so it's changed like, okay, you I know guess, what yeah. like you know what like I won't tell everyone that you have the idol if you want to use this together. Like, that feels like a normal thing to say. It's like, I don't know if we should tell everyone yet. Like, this is a really big deal. So like, a different perspective. And he chooses to ignore yeah. that perspective, which is fine. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's not like, like she was, I think that all three of us would have done the identical thing. Personally, I would have done the Russell Hans and said, not Russell, the Tony and said, said, Oh, what's his name? Gosh, I can't think of his name. Been like, I saw you put it in your pocket. Like we're both standing here. Like, just be blunt with it. Like if you see yeah. it, see it, say it. it, Let it, it, know. it as we went over on the mat, this is not that breed of survivor anymore. We've we're I a little guess. softer these days. I guess so. But like, I was just mad. I wanted it to be more of a secret and I wish Brandon would have thought about it more. I do believe that, Maddie was on the right track in terms of what she wanted to do with the key. And I think Brandon just wasn't, he was more with the group. I mean, it's early on too. Harv, do you yeah. have any thoughts about that? I think she was clearly trying to manipulate him, which I think is what Michael was trying to, was saying. Like she was trying to use the knowledge to leverage against him and, and get what she wanted out of the situation. I'm excited for the other two though. Like, I think this one played out awkwardly just because of the timing of it. But I think the other two, we could get some fireworks. It will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, and similarly to how we got, we'll get to it later, but how they shared information across tribes during the challenge, like maybe everyone will know like, Hey, by the way, what's in that birdcage is an idol. Like yeah. they might kind of share that. True. So speaking of fireworks and sharing knowledge about um, what they shared knowledge about the new risk reward, I guess you could call it kind of journey life experience. Um, so with the new, survivor rule i guess this journey that they're going on you have the option to reach in the bag and there's two scrolls that say you have no vote and then there's one scroll that says you have an advantage whatever it was right and you can reach in the bag again and either lose your vote twice or draw the advantage the second time right so i think this worked out perfectly for survivor i mean they had one person who drew the advantage first time they had one person who lost their vote and drew the advantage. And then they had one person who lost their vote twice. That's, I mean, I bet the producers were in the back just freaking <laughs> popping bottles of champagne, really loving life. So um, I'm going to start with Harv. What, Harv, how how do you like this advantage? Super interesting. Um, I kind of liked last time how they like made it dependent on what other people are doing, but it's just a different way of doing it, getting the same result. I do think though, like once we do this, journey like four or five times there's so many advantages in the game like this is the one part where i feel like they don't really need it like they're forcing it too much like i'd rather mm. have the advantages just like have two of them at camp instead of one of them and then don't have a new person getting an advantage every episode it's just a lot i like it though it's interesting um i do like um 
or think the one advantage that uh sarah got is crazy powerful where you can get any uh idols or advantages that are played at a tribal council after the tribal council i really want to know if she has to make that known to everyone and like announce it at tribal council and say hey i'm getting all these advantages so they all know it or if she gets it in secret that would be crazy if she just all, all of a sudden got like two idols and a steal a vote or something wild like that yeah and one night like oh my god so quick question with that one do you know if like the first episode we had an idol play but we also had the shot in the dark does she get the shot in the dark as well as a second idol i would say no probably but but yeah just because yeah i don't think so but maybe depending on how it's written yeah yeah i um the one thing that I thought was interesting is I don't, I think that like that, like we said, could be like an OP or OP advantage. The other one didn't seem ter- terribly significant. I mean, obviously it helps that she can go back and say that she lost her vote and that gives her an out for the first, you know, the first time. And then automatically you just kind of have an extra vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but very curious about what the third uh, third advantage is going to be the one that matt would have drawn i think that that's going to be a really fun one too Mm. yeah that that will be interesting and i will say lauren played it really well in terms of obviously she probably should have just said like oh like i got an advantage like yeah she got kind of done in by it i don't even know who told matt about it but she got done in what was it who was it i don't remember but that was claire it was Claire. Claire. Okay. Yeah. So love Claire. Shout out Claire. One of my favorite contestants on this season. But <laughs> I'm going to say, I think Lauren played that well. I don't know if Matt ends up bringing it back up because she didn't end up playing her vote. Like she did lose her. In their mind, she did lose her vote. She she was, everyone was like cluing her into their plans as if she had a vote. I think that either people just like didn't care what she had to say about losing a vote or she or it was just common knowledge like matt went back and just was like hey like what the what the hell yeah and like everyone must have known that she actually was voting because they were like she was in all those meetings and they were like okay if we vote for this person like they weren't discounting her vote at all it was really weird which was so strange right like yeah yeah i don't i don't understand that conversation if it happened um it goes back to production i mean producers let's get a 24-hour live feed of everything that's going on on survivor.com let us see what's happening on the island thank you um and then the other thing is that i think that while sarah did get and get an advantage she did not play it super well considering she just she lied about the whole premise and now the second someone goes back next episode they're gonna know if they remember what she said that she was full of shit and she must have something good what did she say again she was like, oh, it was kind of similar how we didn't know what the other ones chose. And it was so, like to see if we could risk your vote. And I'll find out at I'll find out at the next tribal if I risked it, if it worked out mm. or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then our guy, Matt, lost both of his votes. Um, Is that true? Yeah. Back to back. He's going to need to hop on Franny's back for these next ones because otherwise he's in trouble. <laughs> And those are those are like the next two that he goes to. So he could not vote for another five episodes, six episodes, depending on how his tribe does. Yeah. There's like there's a very off, 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 off chance that he doesn't have a vote for the first immunity. 
individual. Yeah. Or sorry. The first merge vote. I don't know why I said immunity. Yeah. First merge vote. Um, yeah. Just very off. That, yeah. Okay. Something tells me that that tribe is going to. Um, but if there is a tribe, if there is a tribe swap, you never know. Like he could miss two and then tribe swap and only go to one. And then all of a sudden they merge and he's like, whoa. I must be just blacking out in the middle of the first quarter of these seasons. <laughs> I don't remember any tribe swaps. I don't know if there's been, I didn't find a tribe swap in season 43, at least. I don't think there was one last season. Well, then I like that better. I think that works better for the, the bird cage. They do a super early merge. They do a super early merge. Yeah. What is it? 13, yeah. 14, something like that now? Something like that last time. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk some immunity. Uh, Michael, I think you had some thoughts on it that you wanted to share. I did. I did. Uh, a feel like I should figure out how slide puzzles work eventually. I feel like that's just something that I should try and figure out. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason. Have you ever successfully solved one? Because I personally, I don't, I don't know how it does. I, I don't think it. I have. Harv is this something that you like do in your sleep. We had one uh, at my grandparents' house when I was little that I played. That was like a picture of San Francisco. Uh, you know, it's like just a little four by four one, but strategy. Well. Oh, oh, I think we lost you there, Harv. But, we lost you there for um, a second. I think you popped open your AirPods case. <laughs> that's on me. I'm back. Um, there's an actual strategy that I'm unaware of, but it's also just kind of like a Rubik's Cube. Like, even if you don't know the strategy for a Rubik's Cube, you could get it eventually just like by logic and looking at where things should go. But it's not easy if you don't know the strategy. Well, yeah. And it's especially easy for you to say when you're not pushing around these 200 pound, uh, mm -hmm. 200 pound brick. These things look heavy to push around. <laughs> I was concerned. Um, I, I wanted to say one thing about Harv's comment. If there was one person out of the three of us that could solve a slide puzzle, I was 100% putting my money on Harv. I don't, I'm yeah, no, I, no disrespect, Michael, but like I was putting yeah. my money on Harv every time. I, I feel the disrespect, but I, I disrespect myself for the same reason. So it's fair it's enough. Cool. It's all love. It's all love. Uh -huh. Fair enough. <laughs> So the one thing that I noticed about this, uh, about this try or about this immunity was, as we said at the beginning of the episode, uh, another med stop. Um, so this is now the fourth time we've called in fourth, medical. Yeah. Is that true? Correct. So a couple things about that, that I want to, um, really touch on first is I think that it goes back to the excitement that we saw on the map. Like these guys are just a little bit impatient in their survivor mm. game. And I think that that has resulted in our three people that have gotten hurt. Bruce, obviously adrenaline. I'm sure that that is a mistake that a lot of us would make, but the fact is like, that is, a, that is something that should not be happening. Mm -hmm. um, Matt, just Matthew, just climbing up that rock for no reason. <laughs> like he, he was vibing. No, he was vibing. Yeah, he um, was. And then, Bryce, you did point out the fact that the sweat challenge was um, taken on by Brandon. So I feel like now this is a little bit insensitive, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. Um, Brandon's got to know where his energy levels are at. He's going to have to, um, yeah, like just, I think bowing out of that challenge for as significant as he is to that team is really, really brutal. Mm -hmm. And like they ended up losing and maybe mm -hmm. if it had been closer, um, but so a couple things reminded me of like um, when I would get super drunk freshman year, just can't really hold my liquor very well. Like these guys like, hey, whoa, we're adults here on this island. Let's handle ourselves correctly. Um, 
second thing, do we have a name for the medical guy yet? Because I'm getting like, this is like Gene Steratore coming in and giving us, <laughs> giving us information on the flags. It's like yeah. Dr. Dr. Sanjay Gupta during COVID. <laughs> there you go. That dude was on the screen all the time. Like yeah. they are really out here. Like he's yeah. going to be a character. They want Jeff and they want yeah, the George. Nurse. We're going to call him George. George. <laughs> Let's let's go down to George on the field in Fiji. George, <laughs> how, George. how's Bruce looking down there? <laughs> Nurse, how, Nurse George. Nurse, Nurse George. George. There you go. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, Dr. Joshua Wilder just coming over and he's like, Bruce, you're going to be all right. <laughs> Trust me, I'm Joshua a doctor. <laughs> uh, is he a PhD? Uh, he's a doctor of some sort. Oh, so he's a PhD. Man. What's the other one? There's there's another MD, one. MD and PhD. If there's a, a PhD, that'd be really funny. There's actually another one, PsyD. It's, oh. a, it's a psychology doctor. It's like you can get a PhD in, in psychology, but you can also get a PsyD. I don't know. I the, learned the that third, last month. The third Hemsworth brother. Obviously. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I had to say. Maybe it's controversial, but I think that these guys are doing a little too much. They need to temper themselves, and I thought that resulted in some in some some med uh, medical attention that kind of stopped up the momentum of the first episode it did but it also kept the action going in a weird way like in terms of i i don't know i don't get bored with challenges i love challenges but like i did not care to watch this challenge i was honestly like i I wasn't on my phone i think i was doing something on my computer or something but it's like someone's gonna win like unless someone gets hurt i I don't care as much but (laughs) I feel like anytime that there are two groups that win, I'm less engaged, at mm-hmm. least initially. And then I kind of lock in more mm-hmm. towards at the end. I, mm-hmm. I, but I was not impressed by this one. Um, again, I just can't. Yeah. It's a slide puzzle thing too. Especially if we're, you know, it's so early on. I don't know enough of the storylines where I don't care who goes home first. Like, well, yeah, you, it, there's no threat of like, oh, this person, if they, if their tribe loses, they're going home for sure. It's like, they're, they're desperate for it. It's just like, well, something's going to happen. I guess we'll find out. Exactly. And I thought that they actually did a good job throwing in that little, that little talk between with Claire and uh, math, Matthew GW. Um, it was interesting because, it set up Lauren to go home in a weird, like obviously not a weird way, but That's like it gave you such a good storyline where you're like, oh, Lauren's going home if it goes to there. So that was kind of lucky, I guess. The producer's Lauren, Lauren should have gone home, but we'll get to that. Um, and you said it was just a little talk between this felt like a kind of significant. And again, now in hindsight, we know that Lauren was not confronted, but I thought this was like kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. like of a talk between um, and super set the tone for what I was bitching about earlier about how no one's locked in mm-hmm. players fucking locked in like players, players locked like in. we we're doing play. this stuff Claire's right here um, and so that's another you know I I'm pointing out all the flaws about the mindset but that's a strong one yeah but I would also say Matt GW is locked in like obviously we saw him make fire and he's helping making shelter and he's pulling coconuts but like the fact that he took what she said serious, because I feel like there's a lot of people who would be like, oh, maybe she just left the note. Like, I don't know. I think it's important that he was like, oh, this is actually something that I could use. That's kind of impressive in my mind. So anyway, um, yeah, I agree. Anything else on tribal I'm immunity challenge? Sorry. 
We're all good. All right. Anything so... else on immunity? Wait, I just have to double check my notes. Nope. <laughs> Perfect. My notes. <laughs> my notes says no comments. <laughs> all right. So let's go into this vote up. This immunity. We can talk about tribe a little bit or the um, camp the vibeback camp. Yeah. Exactly. So it goes a little bit back and forth. We have Lauren, obviously, obviously thrown under the bus by Matt, but then we have some interesting dynamics start going down we have all three girls group up and maddie wants to go after brandon they bring in kane then all of a sudden maddie's talking to matt and now everyone thinks it's a good idea to vote out brandon so thoughts about cam life camp life yeah, i have a thought on camp life and i think that we already touched on it but i want to just emphasize lauren was just acting like she had a vote like that was just really weird I, if you guys have time i encourage you to go rewatch it because it was really weird and it makes me think that there was another conversation that was had um and the other one is just like what we talked about with brandon versus maddie maddie is just quite just holding a grudge like we said lauren would have been an easy target people were already skeptical of her before she even left because at the birdcage she was like guys like we got to talk about this. Like, like people kind of picked up on her competitiveness, I think, or her like urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Maddie's grudge with Brandon deciding to share the information on the idol, which again, I think is valid, but that's kind of what drove this, this idea of Brandon and eventually mm-hmm. obviously made what played out play out. Yeah. Harv question for you. Mm-hmm. Do we think, that we're in the point in Survivor where you have to make a season high or the biggest move in the season, I guess you could say, in the first episode. Like Maddie was swinging for the absolute fences to vote out their strongest player physically, the guy with the idol, and somebody who's been getting along with the tribe. Do you think we're at that point where you have to just swing for the fences immediately? I think it's like an easier logic to sell than it, it would have been in, in years past because now people are a little more focused on getting out threats like you said i just i don't think there's ever or not ever but in recent survivor i don't think there's much advantage to like trying to force a vote early on like it you're just not if you can last that's all that matters because people don't win for the resume that they build in the first half of the game that's just not how it works anymore so uh i i like while it's a viable strategy, like, I guess I get it. Maybe she can get people on her side because they're taking out the biggest threat or whatever. I, they don't even know who the biggest threat is. They're t- three days in. Like, the, I I don't think it was the right move, but it's a move that I guess you can try to make. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to one statement that she said. She said, Brandon is the godfather out here. And oh, yeah, that was... where, yeah, like, where's that coming from? Harf, Harf, like Harf saying... You don't know who's running things. You just met everybody. Yeah. Like it's 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 wild to me that she thought he was so in in control of the game. But it was a grudge. That's all it was it was just like but honestly, a lot of mental fortitude getting herself to believe it. So we do celebrate that. And she's really in control of she's really in control of what's going on upstairs. Oh, absolutely. Shout out Maddie. Um, let's go to <laughs> just a quick, quick, Maddie, quick shout out. And then we will see you in the reunion episode. <laughs> I was honestly, I was excited. I was watching her confessionals. I was like, guys, I'm going to enjoy watching her throughout the season. But 
that was short-lived as we saw. So uh, what quickly, is that a reference to your fantasy survivor team? Um, no, it's just more a reference to. Okay. Yeah. Maddie in general, she seemed like she was getting it, you know? So gotcha. But she, but to confirm Maddie is, Oh, she was on my team. Yeah. Yeah. She was. That's a bummer. So you uh, do Do you know what's crazy? (laughs) I have Bruce in my other league too. So it's like, I lost Bruce and Maddie first night. Damn. So, so for the league that we're all in together, Bryce's lineup goes yam yam. Wow. Great. First overall pick Mm -hmm. for you. Um, And then we go to Claire who we said is playing. She's right here. She's ready to play. Mm-hmm. And then the third rounder, yeah, Maddie, which we unfortunately did a bit of do to. Uh, and then, and then Harv goes Danny, uh, who I think is going to be really good. I, I'm excited to talk about him later. Franny, close to my heart. And then Carson. Yeah. Carson's you great were kind of hating. Carson's you were kind of hating. I was hating on him in the first episode uh, before we saw any actual screen time from him, but um, mm-hmm. yep. I'm, I'm excited from what I've seen in the 45 seconds he's been on air so far. He's going to be you, good. You're bound to those takes that we did for the preview, though. So, Yeah, that seems unfair, but I'll accept it because that's the rules of the pod. <laughs> um, and then real quick, I have Sarah, Jamie, and Carolyn, and we're not terribly excited about it. But... Love it. Um, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Joey Hewitt, who took Bruce right before me, and then promptly, <laughs> after I took Yamiam, told me that Yamiam was the bottom of his list. Yep. Um, so <laughs> shout out Joey Hewitt for an awful, again, an awful survivor take. Hope you have some screenshots to save for that one for later. Oh, season. <laughs> I always do. Joey is the um, Gene Steratour, Dr. Sanjay Gupta of this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Joey will be referenced often. Well, we might just phone him in sometime as well. <laughs> um, I would like to say, let's bring back our, our, uh, our predictions from last time. I want to give myself a shout out for oh, saying huge that. Huge shout out. Huge shout out. You said that was gonna be the first photo? Was Maddie. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Thank you. It was the the feral man. Swag like Malcolm <laughs> and feral. I just could not do it. Yeah, I can't get behind that. Can't do um, it. Um the other thing with this immunity that we should say is two people played their shot in the dark mm-hmm. yeah. for absolutely zero reason, maybe. Yep. No reason. No reason. But did you I've think heard... either were going home? No, definitely no. not Matt. Not not Matt, yeah. I mean, he has an injury, but like, I don't know why he did it. Yeah, that was weird. Well, so I've heard the argument, and I don't know what you guys think, is that he did it to hide alliances. Because like, mm. like re- remember, we had said um, Matt was talked to by Maddie as well, and maybe he was going to vote for Brandon, mm-hmm. but didn't want that to be on paper. Um, That's I personally, point. it's a good point. I don't believe it, just... <laughs> Just want to say that I was presenting the information yeah. and I'm just slashing <laughs> it down. Um, I do, I do not believe it. I think that uh, I think that he just kind of got a little freaked out and was very like aware of his injury, and I think mm-hmm. that's why he played it. I think that um, who else played it? It was Jamie. Jamie. Jamie looked scared the entire Jamie episode. Jamie just did, does not a- AGI. Yeah, yeah. she, she does just not got have it. it. Not <laughs> at all. There's nothing else to say. So, but um, I think there is some point to the to the Matt G- GM. Sorry, not GW. The we MGM. We can call him Matt. He, he, we can call him Matthew, and the other uh, guy's Matt. No, I'm gonna call him MGM. I think I like okay. that more. Oh, okay. I'm gonna call I'm him MGM. That. So MGM, he's he is not in the position Kane's in now. Kane's Kane's 
in a mm. tough position. He just voted for Brandon and then got is the only person who voted for Brandon at this point. Like, yes, kind of a tough spot to be. I don't know. So which reminds me something that is very important. We were kind of touting voting in the majority. It's a great, great pod name. We said it was important for life. Um, mm-hmm. Episode one uh, reflection doesn't even matter at all. No, this was a weird one, though. There was only three votes counted. Like, that's so weird. That's very strange. Not a first Survivor episode that you expect. Um, But, Kane, man, come on. Vote in the minority a little bit. Like, you're right. Yeah, don't be a sheep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're running... Broken, yeah. (laughs) We're running a little long. Um, First episode was a long one, so we had to go a little longer on this pod. But should we do a quick knockout um, Survivor? We're going to be voted out next. Yes, so we are trying to vote somebody who is not going home next week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yep. we're picking who's not going home. Um, and then we're if your person goes home, you're out for the rest of the season. And we're trying to see who goes the longest. Nobody can be picked twice. So you can only Perfect. pick a person once. Um, no one can be picked twice the whole season. Whole season. But like so by yourself. By so, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I right, 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 right. the same person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Man. you have to figure out who's going to go longer. I actually feel like I just came up with the strategy about halfway through this episode that we've been recording. So who wants to go first? Sounds like you do. Okay, perfect. Um, Here's my thought. I don't think Ratu is going back to tribal. Okay. I think Tika's going to tribal next week. But I don't think Carolyn's going home. I think they're hyping up Carolyn. Like she's gonna go home, but I don't. I think Yam Yam or one of the either Helen or Sarah is going home, but I believe Soka is gonna go to Tribal Council the following week. So I kind of want to predict the person going home the following week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. If... So playing it close to the belt there, though, that is a dicey line to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna honestly go with. Heidi. Okay. I think Heidi's going. I think that's, I'm going Heidi. I think, I think that's a Stones pick for the first one. I'm going to be honest with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if I'm out of it that, week one, oh, that's I awful. think Heidi's got a shot at going home next week. Um, But it is a good point. Um, I think, I think Heidi's going home. To, wait, why did you get to choose first? I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, no. because no one was ready. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. All right, Harv, so are you, you ready? Do you want to go first? I for, just realized this. I thought it was going to be a draft, and I just didn't I read the you. fine print of the email the intern sent out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to go next. And I thought you were going to pick the person that I think I wanted to pick, but then you didn't. Uh, yeah, I think I'll take Carolyn. Yeah, I don't think I don't she's think going home. She's going to be around for at least a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. But she's not gonna make final five or six. Mm-hmm. Can we confirm? I I believe Tika's going to tribal council this week. How do you know that? Because Carolyn was the biggest part of the 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 preview, the trailer. Oh, uh, for next week. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think she's going home. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I don't well. think she's going home, but I think she's gonna be in the conversation. Got it. And Tika is Sarah Carson Helen. Correct. Correct. And yam yam. And yam yam. Yes. Okay. I just had to make sure that I, um, okay. That is, I'm very, I don't want to touch Franny and Matt just in case they go to tribal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we got the preview of the um, relationship. Gosh, I think I'm going to go with Jamie. I'm going with my dog. I, I <laughs> think that Jamie's going to stick around. I think that there's enough traction with Lauren and the girls are tight enough where we're mm-hmm. going to be all right. Well, yep. there's only two of them. Damn it. All right. Well, <laughs> but either way, we're going, James. <laughs> if any, if anybody's going home next week from Ratu, it's going to be Lauren or Brandon, I bet. Like, I think so, too. I don't think it's Jamie. Everyone's looking at Jamie like the deer crossing the road. It's and, it's bad. And, and I'm hoping they keep that kind of like... like I think that the birdcage caused everyone to get very mm-hmm. real very quickly and so i think they're playing like they would play with like 10 people left and like mm-hmm. eh, she doesn't matter versus yeah. in old seasons they'd be like no this is someone we need to get out because like i don't want their they don't do anything around camp they're yeah. just annoying yeah. totally different it's the bring the sheep with you yep um, shout out kane <laughs> sheep kind of looks right. like a sheep he does he's from moose jaw so i don't know if that oh uh, another animal anyway um, um we all picked I'll pick just, women's. Sorry. Just to recap real quick. I had Caroline. I'm making a document for us to track this. Mm-hmm. Michael, who did you have? Jamie. I had Jamie and be nice. Had Heidi. I can't wait for Heidi to go home week three. That would be really <laughs> impressive. You might have All nailed right. it. All right. Well, I like those picks. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I think we're on pace for a great great season i don't think the producer sold it short i know harv was talking about that last week i think we're on to some good stuff so uh appreciate you all tuning in if you want to get at us um we don't have any social media so don't look for it but maybe sometime in the future yeah maybe eventually hashtag vitm voting the majority at some point um that's just that's just a shot in the dark that one i will include that one in all of our posts from now until the end of time because I did brand it right now, but otherwise we'll get some we'll get some hotter ones in there soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Voting in the Majority. If you've listened this far, then consider joining our voting community by hitting that follow button and set up notifications as well so that you can be notified when we post each week.